You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One steamy summer night in August 1955, 11 terrified people suddenly flooded into the police station in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. They immediately began blabbering frantically about something that had happened on their farm, the nearby town of Kelly. We need help, one man cried to the alarmed yet confused policemen who were working the night shift. We've been fighting them for nearly four hours. And when the man said them, he meant aliens little men who had allegedly landed on their farmhouse in the dead of night, terrifying the group with their glowing eyes, silvery skin, and utter indifference to the bullets that the group began firing at them. And though the police who soon descended on the farm found no evidence of aliens, they did find plenty of shell casings and bullet holes, confirming that the people at the Kelly farmhouse had been convinced that something was lurking in the darkness nearby. Ever since that night, the so-called Kelly Hopkinsville encounter has held a crucial place in UFO lore, both because the purported alien invasion was witnessed by so many people, people who told eerily similar stories and steadfastly stood by them, and because it helped establish the very idea of little green men. Steven Spielberg has even cited the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter as an inspiration for both Close Encounters of the Third Kind and E.T. And while the chilling incident that unfolded in Kentucky on that hot August night may be one of the most infamous extraterrestrial encounters ever reported, there are plenty of others like it. Over the next four episodes, we'll be discussing a number of other alleged encounters with otherworldly beings, many of which bear an unsettling resemblance to what happened to the group in Kelly, Kentucky in 1955. In 1994 alone, for example, Two bewildering incidents occurred on opposite sides of the world, both involving large groups of witnesses who claimed to have encountered aliens. In March of that year, hundreds of people living along the shores of Lake Michigan called the police to report seeing bright, multicolored orbs appear over the water. The calls came from dozens of separate counties, but it wasn't just regular citizens who claimed to see the lights police officers and two airline pilots also spotted something sparkling in the sky, something they couldn't explain. Then, that September, 62 children at the prestigious aerial school in Rua, Zimbabwe, reported seeing flying silver discs land in a nearby field. What's more, they claimed that aliens climbed out of the discs and spoke to them telepathically, offering dire warnings about climate change. Threaded throughout encounters like these are mysterious and murky reports about so-called men in black, enigmatic agents who seem determined to keep alien encounters like these as quiet as possible. We'll be discussing these encounters and more throughout History Uncovered series on UFOs and alien encounters. To start things off, we'll be going back to that summer night in Kentucky in 1955 when a group of people claimed that little men with glowing eyes landed near their farmhouse. 
You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Kalina Fraga. And I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Austin Harvey. Today, we're kicking off our series on UFOs with the story of the alleged alien encounter at Kelly Hopkinsville. Dun, 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 dun. I so I actually surprisingly don't know anything about this case. This was one of the first articles I edited for the site. Oh, um, nice! Six hundred years ago. Yeah. Wow, little throwback here. Well, <laughs> major throwback. I guess before we get into what happened in Kelly Hopkinsville, I wanted to talk about some other things that also happened. Because this is the first episode and we're talking, you know, kind of overarching alien stuff. Right, right. During this series. Kelly Hopkinsville is important for like a couple of reasons. One of the big reasons that we'll touch on is that out of this incident and a couple of others, but like mostly this one is the the phrase little green men appeared. Okay. For the first time and kind of became more popular. But I think we need to like contextualize a little bit what was going on in 1955. This 55. Okay. 55. Okay. Yeah. So this is eight years after Roswell. Yes. And that's one thing I want to touch on. That's one of two things I want to touch on. The first is that the first like modern day UFO sighting was in 1947. Same year as Roswell's one month before in June. Actually, it was like a week before. I think it was pretty close mm-hmm. um, to, to Roswell. So June 1947, this pilot sees a bunch of strange objects flying in Washington state he thinks they're flying at 1200 miles an hour and there's a lot of there's a lot of news coverage about this this is where like flying discs come from yeah. and everything and then when roswell happened shortly after that the farmer who found the object on his farm um wasn't really tuned in to this ufo like chatter and when he went into town and heard people talking about it that's when he was like oh maybe what i found oh, was okay. part of this yeah so these these two things that happened like pretty Recently, at the same time, the space race is starting to heat up a little bit with the U.S. and the Soviets. Uh, it's still early days, but both have now announced by this point that they're going to try to put satellites into space. So I think space is like the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Yeah. More than it had been. Um, when did they send up Sputnik? That was a bit later. That was in 1957. Okay, so we're about 10 years, so about a decade before that. Well, it's a, but two years before because Kelly Hopkinsville is 55. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah, no, sorry. I meant um, Roswell. Roswell is about yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. 10 years before yeah. Sputnik, which was about 10 years before, well, 12 years before we landed on the moon. Yes. So a lot of exciting space things are happening at the moment, which leads us then to our topic of discussion, Kelly Hopkinsville. So it's August 1955, and this guy named Billy Ray Taylor and his wife are visiting a friend of his. They used to work in the circus together whose name is Lucky Sutton, and the Sutton family lives in this tiny Kentucky hamlet called Kelly. So at night, uh, Taylor goes out to get water, and while he's outside, he sees something in the sky that really alarms him, and he runs back inside and tells the family that he saw a silvery object. Um, It was something really bright, all the colors of the rainbow, and he heard a hissing noise. Oh, wow. Yeah, and no one believes him. They're all, like, making fun of him and laughing at him and... But he's really shaken by it. Yeah. And then the dogs start barking and they start to think that there actually is something outside the farmhouse, something that's slowly approaching, getting nearer. Then they claim, Lucky and, and Billy Taylor, that they see a small humanoid figure about three and a half feet tall. 
They describe it as having an oversized head, almost perfectly round, with arms extended almost to the ground, and its hands had talons, and its oversized eyes glowed with a yellowish light. Oh, wow. Yeah. They say its body is sort of made of like a silvery metal. So not green at all. That's an interesting (laughs) thing. Yeah. They describe these as as silver, and they stick by that. And that's something that we'll kind of touch on later, too, but that's like kind of a recurring Mm -hmm. thing is like little gray men might be a more accurate description. Right. Well, there's some reasons why it became green later, but yeah, we'll touch on that. Yeah, Yeah, it's just an interesting thing to note that they describe the initial thing as silvery. Yes, yes. Very steadfastly, they said there was silver. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk on it later on, but the same thing happens in the aerial school phenomenon. They describe Mm. them as like little grayish, almost plasticky looking. In this case, they said metallic, but... Yeah, that's interesting. I guess green and gray, like there is some... Yeah, the way the light catches it, maybe... Yeah, yeah, right. The, the glowing eyes is an interesting detail. Uh, the taloned fingers, the hands yes. reaching almost to the feet. That's all really. Yeah, it's evocative. And I think the talon thing is interesting too. for keep that in mind, because once we get back into what people thought might have happened here, the talons, I think, is an interesting point to okay. keep in mind. So they they react as anyone might react by seeing this outside. They grab their guns <laughs> and they start shooting. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, you know, <laughs> to be clear, is in America. <laughs> in case Kentucky that in the fifties, and there's a obvious. monsters outside. Um, <laughs> they they don't describe them as aliens at first. They describe them as like goblins. Okay, but anyways, yeah. they're they're firing at them. They they seem completely unperturbed by by the bullets. They said the shots that hit them sounds like firing at metal. Oh, geez. Okay. So they're at, yeah. So these people are actually claiming they straight up shot aliens. They're shooting at aliens. Yeah. It's okay. Meanwhile, there's like a neighbor who's like hearing all this stuff. He's hearing guns go off and shouting. And he, he thinks that maybe, I don't know, it's, it's an animal incident or something on the farm. Right, He's not, yeah. that, not that worried. But I think it's interesting that someone outside of the family sort of like heard all this going on. Yeah. So the, the aliens kind of like, come closer then they draw back and come closer and draw back and at one point they try to like touch taylor's hair he's like looking outside the door and one like reaches down from the roof and tries to touch his hair oh my god i know <laughs> so they were holed up inside the house like firing they're all the in the farmhouse yeah okay mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah the the matriarch of the family's name is glennie lankford she described them later as like a five gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs it was oh, like a shimmering okay. bright metal like my refrigerator. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had to like think what she meant by gas. I was thinking like a red gas can, not like a propane tank. But mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So silvery, shiny, kind of right. like metallic e-skins. So finally, they're able to pile into a car and like drive as fast as they can to a police station in the nearby town of Hopkinsville. And it, this is also interesting because they all they all seem like really genuinely frightened like they didn't make this up they're they're terrified and the police know that they're not the kind of people who usually like seek out help from the police right because again 1950s kentucky they have guns (laughs) yeah this tiny little farm in the middle of yeah it's interesting the reaction to this the the state county and city police all come to the sutton farm to check it out oh wow and there's no aliens i mean they don't see anything there but they see shell casings and, you know, there's evidence that something happened. Yeah. They've been firing their guns. So the police check it out. There's really nothing to see. So they leave. 
And then a couple hours later, uh, the matriarch again, Lankford, says she wakes up at around 3 a.m. and looked out the window and saw a small silver shining object that had its hands on the screens looking in. And she calls for her sons and they go and shoot at it and it it leaves. And then they never see those aliens again. Dun, 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 dun. Ugh. Yeah. I used to have nightmares like that as a kid. So the idea of like one peering in the window is very disarming. Mm. Yeah. I think now I think at 27, I'd be like stoked. Oh, really? I'd be, I'd be scared I'd be at first. I think if I saw yeah. any any face looking in my window at night, mm-hmm. but then I they would very quickly turn to like I just saw an alien and <laughs> whoa. Yeah, I mean I think it's interesting. You know, in this family, the matriarch had like a good reputation of being very like matter of fact and calm, yeah. and for her to say that she saw this seems suspicious. Yeah, no nonsense, country. No woman. nonsense, exactly. So anyway, this this incident is picked up by the media the next day um the kentucky new era writes all kinds of investigations were going on today in connection with the bizarre story of how a spaceship carrying 12 to 15 little men landed in the kelly community early last night and battled occupants of a farmhouse (laughs) it's big news yeah Yeah. i mean that article is really funny because like the police they they write that the police are reluctant to give their opinions about it which Naturally, makes sense. Yeah. They don't want to get involved. But this one police officer who didn't respond to the farmhouse did say that he had seen he thought he had seen aliens before or U- UFOs before the last summer, um, which he calls saucers. He says the whole story is entirely plausible. If I saw them like the Kelly story could be true. Wow. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I pulled up a picture here of what the aliens. Oh, yeah. Like what they would have looked like. Goblin, very accurate. Very goblin, yeah. Like they have like the big pointy. I mean, at least in these artist interpretations, they have the mm-hmm. big pointy ears, almost like reptilian-looking eyes. Yeah, yeah, the like long arms, very and much, everything. very much like fantasy goblins or like what Pokemon is that? Sableye for any Pokemon fans out there. Yeah, yeah. creepy looking. Yeah, very interesting. Definitely like would be <laughs> definitely not be like a normal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting. They don't look like your typical uh, alien gray with like the big black eyes and the. They do have like the big eyes. Like, they their do have face, big eyes. I think, is very kind of stereotypically. Yeah, but just like noticeably more goblin-y. Well, yeah, I mean, the family did think they were goblins. The big thing is they they have ears, which most yeah. aliens don't have big ears like this. That we know of. That we know of. I mean, in most <laughs> in most like descriptions, at least. Yeah. Well, in any case, this this story really spread and it, it got picked up by the national media and people started coming to the farmhouse to see. And so the Sutton family started charging them money nice. to enter their grounds. Nice. And when that happened, they were accused of being fame seekers and they were basically driven out of town. And that was that. But they never changed their story. They always they all stuck with what they had seen. Wow. I got driven out of town. Though. That's crazy. everyone you may recognize me as gabby from the history of everything podcast and my name is bruna and you don't recognize me from anything yet together we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast mystery of everything everything has an explanation we hope but that is what we're here to figure out we will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories such as vaccines causing autism 
flat earth theory. And was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MK Ultra? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. So in the aftermath, and there's like, well, what actually did happen? If this wasn't aliens, let's just say, what could it have been? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look at the, the normal. You got to eliminate. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Look at this from all angles. All angles. Yes. The top theory was that it was that they got really, really drunk and they didn't know what was happening because they were long gone. It is Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. They were accused of drinking too much moonshine. Yep. The police, the police said they found no evidence that the family had been drinking and Lankford had allegedly put her foot down about not allowing any liquor in the house at all. Interesting. I mean, they did drive to the police station. So if they had been drinking, that maybe would have come up. Maybe. And, you know, like like I said, the police didn't see any evidence of that. So but the neighbors were like they were probably just drunks. And, you know, the, the two the two main guys, Taylor and Lucky Sutton, could have had like a flask or something. I don't know. You know, True. it's possible. But that's like the main theory is that they were drunk. They got something alarmed them and they overreacted to it. The other theories all have to do with animals. Uh, in 2003, a sheriff came forward and said that while he was at the farmhouse, he noticed one of the children pull a cat off the screen door and the cat like made this really terrifying howl. Hmm. And he thinks it's possible that as a joke, someone at the farmhouse was taking a cat and throwing it on the screen door and that <laughs> to the people inside looked like aliens i guess or the noise scared them enough that they thought it was sure a monster i don't know how much i buy that one because that i mean that requires like okay we have to factor in the fact that somebody would have come to this farm with the intention of just throwing cats at their windows well it's someone within the family probably sure i mean regardless a very weird prank and then if you (laughs) if you throw a cat at the window and you're like ha 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 i'm gonna prank uncle larry this is going to get him so good. And then Uncle Larry pulls a gun out and starts shooting. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, maybe Uncle Larry was kind of kind of tipsy <laughs> and allegedly claims to have actually struck and shot one of these things. Maybe you come mm-hmm. out and you're like, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. Like, it's just me. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's a good point. But I don't know. The, the other two theories, I think one is not doesn't make very much sense. The other one makes a little bit of sense. The first is that, you know, Taylor and Lucky Sutton were former circus workers could they have brought monkeys to the farm and could the monkeys have seen like goblins or aliens and been on the roof and been in the trees and it was dark long arms but no one saw any monkeys like no one saw any monkeys afterwards which is why i'm like this doesn't make any sense yeah and i mean if you're gonna say you saw something around your farm and it was a monkey like let's just say like there was a monkey on the farm and you were going to go with like a paranormal story, you'd probably say like Bigfoot. And depending on the size of the monkey, right? True. I mean, it depends if what they if they believed what they were saying or if this was all part of some kind of right, hoax right. or publicity crap or something. Yeah. Um, the final theory, which is why I mentioned like the Talons, is that they were the aliens were great horned owls mm-hmm. because they have long wings, glowing eyes, round heads, and they're known to swoop down and attack people. Right. Uh, if they feel threatened. And that to me feels like, okay, it's dark. 
they're they're already kind of freaked out because this guy came in and said he saw this thing. Yeah. Maybe there was some drinking and like maybe these owls just started like flipping out. I think them. we might have talked about this during the Lala Chusa podcast. But oh, I think possibly. It, did I I think I did. I sent you the photo of the like baby owls in somebody's attic and they just straight up look like little aliens. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So this one yeah. I this I think is actually kind of a plausible theory. And great horns. I think this is the most plausible. I mean, one, yeah. great horned owls. They have I mean horns right and not real horns but well, like, they they have, like, like tufts yeah i mean that kind of yeah. looks like the ears mm-hmm. in the illustrations of the aliens yeah so i think that one's plausible it also makes me think of do you remember that i think it was on netflix or hulu or something the staircase that woman who was mm, yeah found dead and the theory i mean her husband they thought her husband did it but then it came out later that like maybe an owl did it because this is a big right. spoiler. Oops. But uh, the, 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 the um, wounds in her on her skull were such that could have been like an owl like grabbed her. Um, so they can be vicious. And yeah. maybe that's what happened in Kelly. I know. I like I, a know. Lo- I like that a lot of this does come back to like, oh, maybe they were drinking. <laughs> like, and maybe like, they were. But yeah. again, like Lankford was like that. She was like outraged. That was the rumor because right. she, she said it was just lies that that's not what what happened. Then again, you know, if your whole community like shames you and kicks you out, you might not admit what was happening. I don't know. Right. Possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact in any case, people profiting off of it is always one of those signs to me that it might be a hoax. Yeah. At the same time, it's like people were coming to their farm anyway. So, like, why not charge them? Yeah. I was just about to say that if a bunch of people were just showing up at my house, I'd be like, can you at least like toss me a couple of bucks for like getting up in my business? Right. And it was a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wrote, said I wrote thousands. Down thousands of people. Yeah. yeah coming because it got such such buzz in the media. So I don't know. Yeah. It's not like the worst idea to charge them. Yeah. <laughs> a little Notable bit. too that Project Blue Book investigated this. Though, yeah. Allegedly. Not thoroughly. Not thoroughly. It doesn't yeah. seem like they did. No. So, yeah. So was it a hoax? Was it publicity? Was it mass hysteria? Unclear. Or was it aliens? also unclear yeah i mean i think this is going to be kind of a recurring theme throughout these episodes we're doing is like Mm -hmm. a lot of people will say mass hysteria right and that's kind of like the cop-out answer Mm -hmm. or like yeah like in this instance like okay well it could have been any of these things that they mixed it up they might have also been drunk which might have played into that i think it's interesting (laughs) i think it's interesting how many like even for plausible explanations, how many hoops we have to jump through sometimes to get to them. Hmm. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, it could have been owls, but that doesn't explain this, this, and this. So they must have also been drunk, but maybe also someone was throwing cats at the window. <laughs> like, right. Like, there's a lot of, um, I mean, definitely all plausible things, but um, I don't know. Sometimes it, to me, it almost feels like, like people being in denial when they come up with some hmm. of these, like, more plausible theories yeah i don't know i mean there's like on the one hand the simplest explanation is usually the right one is the simplest one then that it was aliens that comes with all these other issues sure yeah but it is kind of the simplest explanation i I think the most one of the most interesting things about this case is how many people were involved i mean that goes back i guess to the idea of mass hysteria i suppose right but that there were so many witnesses and they were all genuinely frightened and they, you had this older woman who was also frightened and like believed it and said she saw these things. Right. I mean, and how many I, mass hysteria is not like a common occurrence. 
I don't think it's common. Well, actually, I don't know if it's common, but I think it's I think there were 11 people here. And I think it's possible. It's dark. You're in a house on a farmhouse far away from, you know, help other people. According to this article from Science Direct, historically, mass hysteria was common, probably more so than it is today. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Oh, more so than it is today. Interesting. They were also classifying mass hysteria as like shell shock quote-unquote, during wartime and during during environmental events such as mass inoculations. So always triggered by something else, it seems. Mass hysteria, psychogenic analysis. I mean, symptoms can also be generated from mass concerns about medications and breast implants, in part owing to widespread publicity, although legal liability issues may also drive the development of symptoms. Huh. Mass hysteria resembling seizures occurred in 10 high school girls after the development of organic absence seizures in another student. Another, and that was 2004. Another similar, similar event, mainly in high school girls, was characterized by movements resembling tics in 2013. Did you watch um, House? No. There's, there's one episode where he's on an airplane and someone gets sick and then everyone starts getting sick. And he can't figure it out. And then he realizes at the end, it's like a mass hysteria type thing. Where they were also worried about getting sick. That Yeah. I mean, I think the yeah. most historically famous example was the dancing plague. I was thinking about that. Although it's unclear if that was. Yeah, that could have been something in the water as well. The bread. Yeah. yeah. But in any case, I think Kelly Hopkinsville stands out because of the number of people and because afterwards there were there were i guess there were misprints where the newspapers called them little green men okay i was about to ask but it wasn't the first time they'd been called that as i learned washington irving describes men from the moon as p green and that was in 1809 oh wow and then other sightings later on also use this term little green men so this sort of just kind of like snowballed into what they were referred to as but in science fiction aliens had been like kind of greenish yeah yeah and then they said they were little silver men okay maybe little green men instead and then this became the little green men flows off the tongue better than little silver men yeah (laughs) yeah it's a little more like otherworldly i guess green versus silver yeah yeah silver kind of brings like yeah like metal to mind robots yeah that's like the like the wizard of oz guy right yeah the tin man the tin man Mm mm-hmm yeah. So in any case, that's that. Those were reasons why this this encounter stood out. It, it's also purported to be like Steven Spielberg's an inspiration of his for um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and for ET. Apparently, after Jaws, he was kind of looking for other projects, hmm. and he talked to a ufologist. Yeah, yeah, that's the term. And uh, this guy told him about Kelly Hopkinsville, so that's where Close Encounters of the Third Kind came from. And then he was developing another project called Night Skies, which was going to be really close to this story, but decided to go in a different direction and make like a nice alien. And that's where E.T. Huh. came from. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. There are so, a lot of um, a lot of really weird UFO cases. Another one, like just off the top of my head, there was one. Um, the ranch was called Stardust Ranch. Hmm. Um, this was the 19... 19- 1996 is that recent jeez oh yeah that's not in the 50s oh my god that's so much more recent than i thought interesting all i know is it's stardust ranch they said they fought aliens off with like a katana or something like that it was very hmm. like very uh reminiscent of kelly hopkinsville where it was like a fight between yeah 
Right. That seems kind of like a rare, you don't usually hear people fighting no. with aliens. No, normally you it's, see them, you yeah. encounters, but. It's a sighting, it's an abduction sometimes. Yeah, very rarely are they having shootouts with the aliens. Right, right, yeah. Um, I mean, the aliens, I guess, in this case, weren't shooting. They weren't attacking. It was just these people in the farmhouse. Right? Yeah, they just wanted to touch their hair. Yeah, right. These little bald aliens <laughs> were so confused by what was growing out of their yeah. heads. Yeah, I mean, it is it is interesting. And you mentioned, Austin, like what they look like. And I don't know if we're going to post a picture, but people should just Google it because they're everyone involved in this described them in a similar way. And so they were able to kind of draw up a, an illustration of what the aliens look like. And it's weird. It's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's not your typical Halloween mask alien. Yeah. Yeah, they're very eerie looking. Yeah. Again, another weird parallel to the one we'll talk about later at the aerial school. But those children, upon seeing what they believed were aliens, also thought that they were goblins from like folklore. Hmm. That's true. That's a good point. So I feel like when when you see things that are inexplicable, your mind like races to fill in the blanks, you know? Yeah, definitely. So it makes sense that these people might have been like, oh, in both cases, oh, goblins like that's the word that arises. Yeah, but yeah, this is this was is still a big deal for the community. I'm not sure if this has survived after the pandemic, actually, but Kelly celebrates the town of Kelly celebrates Little Green Men Day. <laughs> That's in, uh, awesome. Every August. <laughs> it's, awesome. Yeah, it's like the know. Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant. Oh, do they have that? Oh, That's yeah. Funny. They have a big Mothman statue there. Oh, cool. Or um, what is it like Beaver Creek or whatever it is where B- Bigfoot was first sighted? They have like a whole bigfoot thing going on a lot mm. of places really so latch on to that stuff roswell yeah. i mean is literally all ufo stuff now there's like a ufo museum a ufo burger place like i mean because oh yeah why you know what else are you doing in roswell new mexico sure yeah it's only we only mentioned that place existing because of the roswell ufo incident so yeah um, I will give a little shout out. We have covered Roswell before on the podcast. Yeah, that's an old one. It's an old one. But yeah, it's, that's an interesting story as well in terms of because the military was very involved in that and they're yeah. changing stories and uh, it's been a lot of research and debate around it. I think Roswell wouldn't have been such a big deal had they not changed their story like multiple times over the course of like three days. Well, I mean, the military at first was like it, it was almost like a flippant type of statement. They were like, haha, we did those rumors about the flying discs are true and we found one. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, no, never mind. You know, it's this thing. <laughs> right. It's a weather balloon. Yeah. This came right after Keith Arnold saw those things in Washington State. So it was like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, it's happening. Yeah, so that's the first episode in our series uh, on UFOs. Next time we're going to talk about, we're going to kind of jump forward 40 years to like Michigan to a similar event of a bunch of people seeing something really weird and yeah. reacting to it. I think yeah. the Lake Michigan UFO incident is one of my favorite ones. That one in the Phoenix Lights as two of those like very widely observed phenomena. Mm. Yeah, very strange. Um, so we'll get into that next time. For now, as always, visit us online, allinteresting.com, writing stuff all the time. Yeah. Aliens, history, true crime, all yeah, of it, we anything have interesting. Plenty of stuff on UFOs that we're not going to be able to cover 
in the yeah. series, but um, a lot of other UFO incidents, like very famous ones and mm-hmm. as well as other stuff, stuff that's more all sorts of stuff. Yeah. More grounded, literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Uh, if you want to join our newsletter and keep up to date with all this stuff, you can do that by going to allinteresting.com slash sign up or become a member at allinteresting.com slash membership. Yeah. Um, yeah. And feel free to email us at podcast. It's at all that's interesting.com. If you have any feedback, stories to share, suggestions, etc. If you feel like calling us as well, you can do that at 929-526-3029. And uh, if you leave us a voicemail, we might we might play it on the show. So you can be a, a guest of sorts. <laughs> yeah. We'd be love featured. to hear from you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do read them. We do read them. We do read them. Yeah. And especially if like any, anyone has any like alien type encounters, either oh, themselves yeah. or someone they know, we'd love to hear those. So, yeah, maybe even have a little chat about it. Yeah. Would definitely sure. would definitely be interested in talking to somebody who's had an experience. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll talk to everyone next time when we uh, get in our spaceship and fly up to Lake Michigan. <laughs> investigate the next (laughs) (laughs) yes our next case all right see you then see you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring well look no further and join me katie charlwood your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books as i delve into unsolved historical mysteries murders by gaslight and of course women who have been misrepresented through all time on who did what now the history podcast that's not your history class listen wherever you get your podcasts